eighth biblical principle that you can apply to make next year the very best year of your life. Hi, welcome to today's little lesson, and thank you so very much for joining me once again. This is another special edition of Little Lessons as we're looking at 12 biblical principles that we can apply to make next year the very best year of our lives. Because the path of the righteous, Proverbs 4.18, is like the light of the dawn. It shines brighter and brighter until the full day. So if you missed any of the seven first of the 12 principles, they're all there on our YouTube channel waiting for your perusal. And today is going to be a brand new concept. And this one, our uh, we're going to base on a, a foundational scripture in 1 Thessalonians 5.16, which is a great verse to memorize. Um, but we're going to hone in on just one part of it. It's a very short verse, but one part of it is going to become this eighth principle of um, that we can apply to make next year the best year of our lives. Okay, so here it is. 1 Thessalonians 5.16. Rejoice always, which that would be a good one, wouldn't it? Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, we could and we might make that rejoice always and that in everything give thanks. Those, those two things are kind of related. That, that could be one of the 12 principles, but I'm going to hone in on that middle one, pray without ceasing. Now, we can all acknowledge that uh, and, and hold that thought because I know that raises some questions, but we can all acknowledge and, and, and admit that the, the, the more that we pray, the more if nothing else, the more conscious we are thinking about God and communicating with him, that's got to make life better, <laughs> right? Right. And I think a lot of us are at a place where we just, you know, our, our, when we talk about our prayer life, it really is a thing that we doesn't exist. We, we you know, don't have a regular time of prayer every day and we feel kind of guilty about that and and we yeah, we might pray at at meal times and, and 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 again I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad here okay you know I've already one of our 12 principles was remember Jesus often and we talked about how at every meal when we give thanks for the meal it can be a reminder to us as a as a lord's supper you know, that Jesus's body was broken for us and his blood was shed for us and he has come to live inside of us. Those are all good things to pray, good to remind ourselves. And of course, you know, the Lord is worthy of, the, of our uh, attention and our remembrance. I mean, he said, do this in remembrance of me. So anyways, the, the more conscious that we can be of God's presence and his word and his expectations and his power in us, you know, that's bound to lend itself to giving us good days, good weeks, good months, and a good year next year. So this is gonna be the eighth biblical principle that we're gonna hone in on and talk about in today's lesson. Pray unceasingly. And we're going to talk about how that's possible. Okay. 
so if, if you're applying what was our third principle, remember Jesus often and you eat three times a day and you pray before each meal and you remember Jesus, well, there, now you're praying three times a day. Congratulations. And this is a trick the devil uses on us. You know, well, unless you can pray for at least 15 minutes, no sense praying because it's, you know, you know, short prayers are, are, are not really sincere prayers. Oh, contraire, Monsoor. You can pray a sincere prayer. You know, the Lord's Prayer <clears throat> that Jesus gave us, what we call the Lord's Prayer that he gave us in the Sermon on the Mount. I mean, you look at that and you read it, and I mean, it's, it's a 20-second prayer, right? Well, Jesus said, you know, when you pray, pray this way or pray in this manner. I mean, so it maybe wasn't a prayer necessarily that he expected us to, you know, say by rote. But it obviously was a daily prayer he was thinking about. Give us this day, this day, our daily bread. You know, so there's once a day. Obviously, it's the beginning of the day. Jesus modeled that for us, didn't he? Getting up and praying in the mornings. You know, before everything starts. Well, that makes sense, you know. You know but, but it makes sense to pray all the time. There's never, a, a, not a bad time, to pray and to commune with God. Uh, so, so don't let the devil make you think that, you know, just offering up one utterance of praise to God, you know, at any given time throughout the day, that, oh, that's not really a valid prayer. No, no, no. Pray without ceasing. Well, obviously, Paul did not mean that all we should do is be on our knees all day long. You know, quit your job. <laughs> don't take care of your family, <laughs> don't have relationships with anybody else. You know, all you do is pray. Or if you do get together with other people, all you do is pray. That can't be what he he meant. Okay, Paul himself didn't practice that. I mean, he you know he he preached sometimes and and he ate meals with people and he conversed with people and he argued with people and debated with you know religious leaders and he wrote letters. So you know he he wasn't praying without ceasing in the sense of you know always talking to God with his eyes closed. Okay, so he obviously meant that we can converse with God. It's legitimate to converse with the Lord throughout our day as we go about our daily life. Try to remember him and keep him in mind and get his perspective and, you know, be conscious of him. That's the big, big, big benefit. Okay? And so... uh, you know, it is a lovely thing. And I can't say that I've succeeded ever in all of my 44 years of, well, actually closer to almost 50 years of being a believer now in ever, you know, spending a whole day where I saw I prayed unceasingly in the sense that I was, you know, continually conscious of the Lord and, you know, talking to him. But there have been many days where been a lot of time um, throughout the day, off and on, in little tiny spurts, you know, talking to the Lord and praising Him and thanking Him. Again, this 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 admonition to pray without ceasing is is found between two other things: rejoice always and in everything give thanks. So that's that's you know a component of prayer in everything giving thanks. Well, who are we giving thanks to? The Lord. So not just give thanks to the Lord for meals, but you can say, Lord, thank you for that beautiful sky. Thank you that I get to live where I live. Thank you, Lord, for the air that I breathe. You know, there's just a million things that we can be thankful for because there's a million things God has done for us. Uh, You know, even the most mundane things, Um, you know, when you think about it, there's miracles associated with all of it. And rejoicing always, well, you know, I guess we could do that apart from God, but that certainly would seem to be a kind of a form of prayer, you know, 
Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, that has the word Yah in it. That's one of the names of God, right? Uh, it means praise the Lord is what it means. Hallelujah. So we're rejoicing and, you know, and giving thanks. Uh, amen. That's a, a part of unceasing prayer. Okay, so you're getting my, my main message here. Okay, if we want next year to be our be best year yet, then praying more. And, and, and let's say it like the Bible says it, praying without ceasing is a beautiful key. And how can we, you know, people we have relationships with, if we, you know, communication is a part of it, isn't it? You know, if you're not communicating with someone, you really don't have a relationship with them. And the people that we're closest to are the people that we communicate with the most. And so if we're going to, you know, remember the second principle was love God supremely. We ought to be talking to him a lot, drawing near unto him because we love him supremely. We want to communicate. And then, of course, we want to hear from him as well. And I, I have to mention that, that praying doesn't just involve speaking. It involves listening. Okay, when you think about it, you know, if you're having, a, if two people are conversing and one person knows everything there is to know and the other person virtually knows nothing by comparison, it would seem odd that there'd be a one-way communication where the person who knows nothing would be doing all the speaking. <laughs> I've thought about that many times, you know, what am I doing talking to God for? You know, I need to be hearing from him. What, what he has to say to me is much more important than what I have to say to him, you know. So and we need to be listening, but don't be listening for audible voices. God never promised that. And you can set yourself up to be deceived if you're hearing audible voices. And this takes uh, practice. I'll, I'm going to give you a real big clue on how uh, something I've learned. And I, I so wish that uh, you, you could, you can, and I so wish that you could have the blessing that I have in this regard. But right behind me, right through that door, uh, is, a, is, a, is a porch from my office here. And there's a, a, a two-person hot tub right out there. You may have even heard it. So every once in a while, you, the pump comes on for a minute to cycle the water. And um, I often, I, I, I wake up very early in the morning, uh, like at you know, 4.30 or 4 or 5 o'clock. And I go out and I sit in that hot tub and I pray. And, uh, you know, God... God will beat you anywhere, <laughs> even in a hot tub. And, uh, and I, I try to listen. And, and the, the, the tool that I use that I think is the, is the greatest gift beyond salvation, the greatest gift beyond forgiveness of sins, you know, the new birth, uh, the greatest thing that God gives us is the Holy Spirit, the indwelling Holy Spirit. And then, of course, you know, if you study the New Testament, you realize that there's not just you know, the, the Holy Spirit's, um, there, there can be more than one, a one-time experience with the Holy Spirit. You know, it's supposed to be ongoing. This is a journey. We're supposed to walk by the Spirit. So, you know, Spirit's empowering us. We want that to be happening, you know, our every waking moment. Okay. And there's, there's more experience with the Holy Spirit than, than just being born of the Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes to indwell you at the new birth, there's also the baptism in the Holy Spirit, which you can study that out for yourself in the New Testament. And uh, that's something that hundreds of millions of believers around the world have experienced. It's actually very normal within the majority uh, of Christians um, at least if we took all the different groups of Christians, um, it, it's normal amongst the, the, you know, 
amongst the largest group, which would be the Pentecostals. And that's just proven that amongst all the Protestants you know, in the world, the largest distinct group are the Pentecostals. And that encompasses many denominations and many denominations you've never even heard of because they're in Africa and Asia and so forth. But the, 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 in, 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 uh, one that you might be familiar with would be the Assemblies of God, a Pentecostal denomination. One of the churches of God is a Pentecostal denomination. But what makes them uh, distinct from others within the body of Christ is that they believe that there's a second experience with the Holy Spirit called the baptism of the Holy Spirit when they're endued with power from on high. That is scriptural. Jesus told his disciples to tarry in Jerusalem until they you know, were empowered from on high. And they received uh, a baptism in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit fell upon them and they all began speaking in other tongues. And that's a phenomenon that you find throughout the book of Acts. Paul mentions it in 1 Corinthians. Jesus mentioned it in Mark chapter 16 as a sign that will follow the believers. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit as a young believer when I was still in my late teens. And I have spoken in other tongues, you know, I would say every day, but most every day. And that's what I'm doing most of the time when I'm sitting out there in my hot tub praying in the early morning darkness. I'm praying in other tongues because I found that that's when, as Paul said, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. And I pray in other tongues. And so my spirit is very active. And I just find that I I, I sense that God is speaking to me at times where it's usually uh, regarding things he wants me to do that day. And so I try to be obedient and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get, uh, you know, an inspiration for something that I should teach or something that I should do in the ministry that we serve at here at Heaven's Family. And it's just absolutely marvelous. I mean, I, I just don't know how any Christian could... Well, I know they can survive, of course, without the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the ability to speak in tongues. But, you know, it, this is, it's such a marvelous gift. I wish every Christian could experience it. Now, there's a whole theology that's been concocted amongst some evangelical circles where, you know, they deny that. Say it's either, you know, just for the apostles or it's just for some Christians. They'll take one verse out of the Bible. Well, congratulations, you found one verse. But, you know, if you know anything about interpreting the Bible, you know that you can't base your theology on one verse just because there's one verse that Paul asked the rhetorical question, do all speak in tongues? That's not the only verse in the New Testament. And, it, and it's very easy to harmonize that verse with all the other verses that would tell you the exact opposite. Because on the day of Pentecost, they all spoke in tongues. And in Acts chapter 19, when Paul was in Ephesus, they all spoke in tongues, you know. So, so you have to harmonize all these verses. And there's actually a ministry of speaking in tongues, a public ministry that's always accompanied by the gift of interpretation. That's what Paul was talking about there. He wasn't talking about the private devotional gift of being able to pray in tongues anytime you want to, once you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit initially. And I've actually spoken three times in tongues in Japanese, saying things in Japanese. I've never learned Japanese. And people who were in, that, in those prayer meetings with me understood and, and told me what I said in Japanese. And it was all biblical scriptural stuff. So when people say, well, that's of the devil, that's speaking in tongues. <laughs> well, you're telling me too late. Because I've already been praying in tongues every day for, you know, over four decades practically every day. And I've spoken in languages I never learned. And it's not ooga booga ooga tuga. And it's not, you know, kimosabi ubi dupi. You know, it's bona fide, convincing, unbelievably supernatural language that nobody taught me. 
Okay, and I enjoy it every single day. Now, if you're interested in learning more, because this is a component of, of being, if you want next year to be your best year yet, wouldn't it be great if you could speak in tongues? You know, even if you think it's of the devil, can you just, you know, humble yourself for just one second and just say, you know, you know it is in the Bible. You know, every person who authored the New Testament spoke in tongues. So when you say speaking in tongues is of the devil, that, you're saying Paul, Peter, James, John, you know, these guys were all, had something from the devil. Because they all spoke in tongues. Paul said, I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. <laughs> okay, to the Corinthians. And, and so get that stupid thought out of your brain. And whoever told you that, stop listening to them. It's in the Bible. Jesus talked about it. Paul talked about it. It's on the book of Acts. You know, come on, it's in the Bible. And millions, hundreds of millions of Christians have experienced this. You know, and, and, and you just need knowledge. Well, where, where do you get knowledge? Well, you get it from the Bible. I actually, on our YouTube channel, one time, I did 29 lessons, part one, part two, part three, all the way to part 29. The title of that series was, What is Speaking in Tongues? Now, they were short lessons. They were about seven or eight minutes a piece. So, you know, it's not lengthy stuff. But you look for those on our YouTube channel, and you'll learn everything that I know about speaking in tongues. And I'm actually planning, if you don't want to do that, which I don't know why you wouldn't want to do that. But after I finish this series, I'm going to go through the book of Acts verse by verse in our little lessons starting in the new year. And we're going to see what the Holy Spirit's up to (laughs) because the Holy Spirit's the same. And we're going to dream some and we're going to apply, find the application to our lives. Okay, so anyways, that's today's principle Pray without ceasing. You don't have to pray in tongues. Do that. You can, you know, you, you got a language. Obviously, you can speak in English or whatever language you speak. But you want some additional help to pray without ceasing? I'm telling you, speaking in other tongues is the cat's meow. Oh my goodness, what a blessing! It's the biggest blessing in my life, the greatest thing in my life, except being born again and having the forgiveness of my sins and being saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. You know, salvation is the greatest gift to the world. The Holy Spirit is the, God's greatest gift to his people. Jesus said, if you being evil know how to give good, 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 give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So Jesus thought the Holy Spirit was a good gift, and, and it was proper for God's children to ask him for the Holy Spirit. People who already have the Holy Spirit in them, because that's biblical. If you don't have the Spirit of Christ, you don't belong to him. Every born-again believer has the Holy Spirit in them. But there's something else, and I hate for you to miss out on it because it's the biggest blessing. Okay, so if you watch those 29 lessons that I did on my YouTube channel, just go to YouTube, type in David Servant, and type in what is speaking in tongues. David Servant, what is speaking in tongues? That will bring you to, the, to that series. And watch it, and by the time it's over, you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and you will be speaking in other tongues every day. In your car, when you're by yourself, when you're walking somewhere, you can be doing it very quietly. Again, you know, you will control it, but the Holy Spirit is the one who gives the utterance. But he's a, he's a gentleman. He doesn't ever force you to do it. Okay, much more to be said on that subject, but this is, you know, get those wheels turning. I want you to have your best year of your life. Okay, all right. If you got this video, if you got the link to this video by way of an email, do check out. The information there about Heaven's Family's matching gift challenge. We're running out of time and we have the potential to raise three quarters of a million dollars. And praise God, the money's already out there. But 
You know, it just needs to be released from people's people's bank accounts and their wallets. And if you if you're watching this on Facebook, you know, and there's no uh, no none of that, you didn't get this by an email. Well, go to heavensfamily.org. The word heaven, the letter S, the word family.org. There's information there about our matching gift challenge. You can lay up treasure in heaven. You can give alms to the poor. That's that was remember our fifth principle for next year to be your best yet and heaven's family is an avenue whereby you can do that and this is a time when every gift gets doubled up to a cumulative total of three hundred and seventy five thousand dollars okay so please get involved and um appreciate it greatly and 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 your your, your generosity is going to benefit the least of these okay the real poor the real poor around the world amongst our spiritual family okay until next time may the lord keep on blessing you